0: Welcome back to the Cosmic Car Wash Podcast. Uh, Rick and Paul here with you again. And uh, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. I love, love, love doing this. And uh, honestly, you know, as we pick these topics for each week, and uh, it kind of helps keep me honest, you know, and I don't get lazy during the week in my prayer and devotions and forget about God. This is one of those like touch points that just reminds me that. if I'm gonna, if we're gonna be Eden now, we can't have too much of the Word of God and diving in and talking about these things. And
1: I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah, because we're not about that waiting till we die or wait until we get raptured or whatever. You know, <laughs> as I mean, you and I feel differently about that probably than most of the church based on what we've come to understand from Scripture, but. Right. Yeah, we want to do this every day and let it be something that just oozes out of us, that when people bump up against us, they get a little bit of Eden on them. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't know if that's the best analogy, but <laughs> you know where I'm going.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, you know, like uh, spaghetti sauce. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you get some Eden on me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More like honey, you know, It's right. oh. it sticks to you. Yeah, honey. So now anyway, so we're calling this one, uh, The Kingdom Within. Um, as I was uh, listening to our podcast from last week, I uh, sat in the cafeteria at work on Monday in a nice sunny spot there where right by the window and had a beautiful view of our courtyard and uh, the St. Joe River that runs right past our uh, office building. I had my headphones in and listening to our podcast and just really grateful for the things that God has given us. Um, And one of the founding ideas of the warrior poets was that we would be those four nameless men at the corner of a mat, you know, the story from the gospel of Luke, I think, or Matthew, I forget. But anyway, the story where they brought the paralytic to Jesus and they lowered him through the roof and we don't know the names of those guys, but, uh, they got somebody to Jesus who desperately needed an encounter with Jesus. And that's our goal
1: is to be that. So I um, bet the guy on that mat knew their names. I bet he did.
0: I bet they were Facebook friends for the rest that's,
1: of the I bet he never forgot them and they got Christmas cards every year. every year. Yeah, for
0: sure. And yeah, so we could go off in a different direction there, but uh, we won't. <laughs> I was just so it, my point in saying that was. Um, I'm really thankful for the things that God has given us and it's not that I want anybody to remember our names we you know we say at the end of our podcast each week that we're not scholars or theologians um, but man we would be foolish to let go or to to bury in the ground that thing that God has given us that wow. I want, we want to be those those wise stewards that invest in the existence and the life of God into other people and give him a return. And so one of the things that we said in the podcast last week got me thinking about this kingdom of God that's within us and, you know, pitched that idea to you and you're like, yeah, let's run with it. So here we are. Um, You know, I know I've got some thoughts based on this and I know you would do as well. And um, this is something it's the concept has been around for, you know, as long as, Jesus has been the Messiah, (laughs) and uh, he talked about it in uh, Luke chapter 21, verse 17, or is it Luke 17, verse 21? He's talking to the Pharisees and said that uh, the kingdom of God doesn't come with visible signs, but the kingdom of God is within you. And I dove a little bit and looked that up in the Greek, and it actually means the kingdom of God is within you. You know, some people tried. I read some articles where they tried to explain away The simplicity of what Jesus was saying and tried to make it more complicated. And uh I think we do a disservice to ourselves and to the gospel and to anybody that hears us if we try to make scripture say something that it doesn't say. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. Right. And uh John Eldridge, I follow his podcast on a weekly basis, and over the last six or eight months that's become an increasingly dominant theme. In um, the things that he, you know, gives to his listeners, uh, is that in the middle of a, a crazy world, you know, life was crazy before 2020, and hasn't gotten any less crazy since. Uh, it, it's increasingly more important for us to connect with God in us, Christ within us. Paul referred to that, uh, Christ within you, the hope of glory. Yeah. So. Kind of with that preface, let's just dive in and talk about, you know, what what it means to you, Rick, for the kingdom of God to be within us, and we'll pull from some commentary and just kind of flesh this thing out a little bit.
1: Okay. I'll do my best. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I've, you know, kind of ruminated on it this week and um, got a little bit of time just to do a shallow dive, certainly not a deep dive, but uh, there's a lot of, I mean, you just you know, scrolling YouTube on the kingdom of God. And there's just, you know, from four minutes to 40 minutes to one was seven hours. Uh, Yeah. There's a lot there. Yeah. So I think it was a book and, uh, one, you know, there was a lot. And, uh, I mean, more than I could even possibly begin to go through all of them and pull out, you know, points or things that might speak to me. And, um, But one thing that actually jumped out at me was a comment on one of the little, you know, six, eight minute blurbs that I was uh, looking at listening to was someone posted, the kingdom of God is a mindset. And um, I I thought, no, it isn't. (laughs) But it's kind of a commentary. I thought the more, uh, you know, I stopped and I thought about it and I realized that, it is uh kind of a commentary and you know almost an indictment against our culture today especially our western culture um we don't have allegiances to anything you know you know all you have to do is look at the country and uh i was um i was folding up some stuff the other day and keep a flag out on on a pole on my 16 acres and and i was thinking about it when i was a kid in the Boy Scouts, I mean, this, the flag was revered. You know, yeah. we were taught how to take it down and fold it and put it up in the morning. You didn't let it touch the ground, but touch the ground, it was desecrated. And that's been lost. People don't look, like, I mean, they, they throw it away, burn it. They do horrible and hideous and treasonous things with it today. Right. And um, so I started thinking about, well, you know, that's such a big statement. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is near. And um, so I thought, what's well, a kingdom? And so, uh, you know, just again, just a little bit of research, not a lot. It's a land, a nation, a realm, country, state, or empire. A republic yeah. could be considered a kingdom. Your little property. I've got a sign out on my under uh, <laughs> my driveway that says the kingdom of Kaiser. I like it. Yeah, and it's nothing, you know, I'm not um, considering myself some kind of a, um, you know, supreme being, but it's just more of a, um, I guess, I don't even know what to call it. It's, I mean, your
0: last name is Kaiser. That's, yeah.
1: you know. Oh, the kingdom of Kaiser. Yeah, sounded better than the cabin of Kaiser. Right. So anyway, um it is a domain in which something or someone is dominant. Yeah. A, um, a domain, a realm ruled by a king or queen. Mm. So a kingdom will have a king. If it does not have a king, it's not a kingdom. Right. So, and so then I started thinking about, well, I was just looking at our own country, the ambassadors that we have. There, we have people that are stationed in other countries, and they are ambassadors of the United States. Right. And other countries have ambassadors and they go as representatives of those kingdoms of that kingdom. And um, an ambassador is an envoy, diplomat, spokesperson, minister or a messenger and uh, a diplomat of the highest rank accredited as representative of one country to another. As ambassadors of the kingdom. And I thought, how does that translate to modern day believers? and does that mean we carry the full weight, honor, authority, glory, and ferocity of the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Um, and just looking at in the you know in the natural and the literal sense uh, of our own country, when our ambassadors go and sit you know at these tables with these other countries, they are carrying the full weight uh, and might of the United States of America. Right? Uh, they carry the authority, the ferocity, the compassion uh, the generosity of this country. So, um, you know, looking from that perspective and if the kingdom of God is within us, then we are ambassadors of the kingdom and that's scriptural. Yep. And, um, that means we carry the full weight, the glory, the reputation, the honor, the character, the benevolence, generosity, and kindness and fury of the kingdom of God. Yeah. So yeah. that's a, that's a mouthful. That's. And so I, and I, again, I just, you know, thinking out loud and I thought, what, what happened? Looking back to the, you know, the apostles and, and, you know, first century Christianity, um, they carried that. And they, even Paul said, We came not with eloquent speech or, you know, lofty words, but we came with power, signs, power. and wondrous yeah. demonstrations of the Spirit. Yeah. And um, so, again, I don't really, I'm not really going anywhere. I did grab a bunch of scriptures that, you know, what is the kingdom of God like? And Jesus kept over and over. In all of the gospel accounts, the kingdom of God is like, or the kingdom of heaven. It's the same thing, translates the same thing. So he compared it to a lot of things, you know, I I think one of the most familiar to almost anybody is the mustard seed, Mm -hmm. you know, people are familiar. Yeah, that's a Bible thing. And the smallest seed, but produces the largest tree, the largest plant. So um, throwing all of that out there, as ambassadors, we carry a, a seed of incredible potential, a seed of, of, uh, of all encompassing, um, possibilities right. and as ambassadors, we, we carry the seed of Eden. And, yeah. um, so just reaching out there my thoughts you know i don't really i didn't really go anywhere further than that except for a bunch of scriptures you know i mean jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son The kingdom of god is like um a mustard seed uh, the kingdom of god is like a man scatter seeds on the ground he's just continued to throw this out there a the kingdom of god is like a net that was let down in the lake and caught all kinds of fish so i'm curious how, looking at this today, right now, right here and right now, you know, and this is a genuine question, very sincere on my part, how do I become a better and greater ambassador of that kingdom? And as I ask that, some thoughts roll in. So I'm going to pass this on to you, and I've got a couple ideas now.
0: Yeah, I think that... uh... We hit on it in the last couple of podcasts as we were reading from uh, Colossians chapter three. There's all these things that Paul is saying now that you are part of the kingdom of God, you know, get rid of all malice and sexual impurity and lust and anger and don't lie to one another. And then he said, embrace, you know, compassion and kindness and humility and patience and all these things that grow up out of us, you know, the fruit of being filled with the spirit of God. And I think we both acknowledge that we used to look at that as this, the bony finger of religion that we refer to so often, you know, do this or don't do this. And, right. you know, how dare you have a lustful thought, you know, and you had the the, the wonderful example of the the message that your pastor preached about um holiness and so i think it all kind of ties up into that is uh how do we carry the kingdom of god within us is realize that those aren't lists of do's and don'ts that are like executed from god onto us but it's more of like i mean they they're commands i don't want to soften that and make it seem like it's optional but if we're going to live in the kingdom of god we should expect of ourselves to be full of the Holy spirit and produce actions and thoughts and words. And we should, it should infiltrate the way we do our jobs, you know, as an it project manager, you know, you're, uh, you know, work in real estate and music and, you know, you have your own graphic design business, you do a lot of stuff, (laughs) (laughs) lots of hustle. Uh, But whatever we do, we should, like scripture says, do it as, an ambassador of Jesus Christ, do it as unto the Lord, that we start to offer every single part of our life to Jesus. And I think that's what, in the book of Revelation, uh, there's this pronouncement by an angel toward the end of the book that says, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of, Christ, of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. That that's what we're doing. Like I, we are, you and I right now. Taking our kingdom, which is our internal life, it's, you know, I think as practical as the property that we own, our wives, our, you know, your children, um, our families, the areas where we have influence, we offer those things to God and say, how do I Uh, handle these things or how do I love these people in my life the way you would? And that's, it starts this process of presenting our whole lives before God and saying with open hands, this is all yours. Right. And so I don't think it's a one-time thing where you just flip the switch and now all of a sudden you're operating in the kingdom of God because we all have habits and things that we've learned over decades ways of operating that don't line up with the kingdom of God. But as the Holy spirit points those things out to us, we just turn them over and we ask for help and we get in communion with other people that are also looking to be part of the kingdom of God. And it just becomes this thing that builds and grows in us. And um, I love the, the conversation in uh, an episode of the chosen. I think it's in season two where um, Philip is talking with Matthew about studying scripture and learning you know about torah and he said that like the the studying and the asking is the thing so we're we're not looking to arrive somewhere Mm. we're on this journey of following jesus and becoming more and more like him and it's in that journey that we uh what's the the term like progressive sanctification like we're becoming more and more like jesus in our everyday lives so maybe a little bit of a long-winded answer and not a super clear. No, it was, but yeah,
1: it was succinct. My, I guess just again, thinking out loud, um, as I was asking that, I realized that, I, and just speaking for myself, it is, uh, I mean, it's not quite possible. It is a fact, but, um, to my, um, detriment i guess i am still a member of two kingdoms um you understand what i'm saying yeah you know i i lay claim to the kingdom of heaven i lay claim to the kingdom of god and i think when we say things like that especially you know not that i've preached the gospel around the world but just local circles and and uh you know the majority of western spirit-filled christians they there's a big differentiation between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, heaven is someplace far away. And that right. one day we'll go there when the kingdom of God is this, uh, existential nebulous kind of, you know, mindset. <laughs> yeah. yeah a mindset yeah. and, um, uh, something that, you know, is at hand, it's just out of reach. Um, but I realized as I was asking that, because I I guess I, I get impatient is what I get. I get impatient. I mean, I want, I have no ambivalence towards the return of Christ. Not no. anymore. Yeah. I, I get up in the morning and I, you know, I, uh, fix my wife breakfast and and get her out the door. And I get straight to the devotion and I get into the word and get done. And then I, you know, weather permitting, I'm out on the porch or I'm walking and talking with God. Yeah. And uh, that, I mean, every day it's like, this can be the, I want this to be the day. Yes. uh, There is no more ambivalence. I am, I am looking forward. So that being said, if the kingdom of God is within us, and this might be an abstract thought, just kind of throwing it out there. Will the kingdom come to us or through us or, or both?
0: both and yeah, yeah. yes okay. yes I think and I think that gets back to the thing that you and I have been learning more and more about this golden thread that weaves through scripture of God works in patterns. He planted a garden in Eden and it was there that he met with adam and eve and he walked with them in the wind of the day which i think is just an awesome picture i love that and we know how the story went they messed it up but then we see all through the history of abraham and his family how god has been recreating that and giving us signs and leading us back to when they uh, when Moses and the Israelites, you know, built the tabernacle in the wilderness, there were all these pictures and symbols and things that reminded them of Eden. And then those right. were all incorporated in the temple. And then that was the the center of Israel's spiritual life. And then the amazing and groundbreaking thing that Jesus did was to come and say, I am the temple. and mm. He is Eden on earth. He is the kingdom of God on earth and the kingdom was coming through him. And that's what he set us up for was to emulate him and walk with him and learn to be like him so that the kingdom of God is today right now coming through us. So it's a kingdom that's here, but is also coming. And I love the way, um, uh, Steve Gray, pastor of, uh, Revived Church in KC, said the kingdom of God is as close as it's going to be, but it's not as big as it will ever be. Mm, Wow. Yeah, Uh, I love love that. Like it's here, here. but it's growing and it's expanding, and that is in perfect keeping with what Isaiah said, that of the increase of his kingdom and his government and his peace, there will be no end. So we're doing it right now. And I think that impatience is, I think that's, kind of the same thing that Paul alluded to when he was talking about our spiritual bodies. He's like, we feel this urge and as God has deposited his spirit into us as a guarantee of better things to come. And I think that impatience is something that like we know there's better things coming, but that doesn't, that isn't a permission slip to sit and wait. It's something that motivates us to be like, to bring as much of the kingdom of God as we possibly can Right here and right now, knowing that it's always going to be until Jesus returns, it's always going to be something less than what it will be. But that shouldn't be a demotivating factor that should actually prompt us to to live. And something that I'm thinking more about is how our actions can actually influence his return. Right. We create an environment. We are so much like Eden so much like Jesus that he just can't stay away. That's the kingdom of God in us and through us.
1: I was that's funny, I was just thinking that to get to have a group of of, of that are so uh have really got a hold of that and and yeah. and they're such a reflection of the kingdom of heaven, Eden that he can't tell the difference. Yeah. And he just steps into right yeah. now. And, I love, and...
0: Yeah. I love what you said about Enoch that you know scripture says that Enoch walked with God and then he was no more. And I love the way you described it is that Enoch was walking with God one day and he just found himself closer to God's house than his, so he stayed.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's very cool. What was I had a thought and of course it <laughs> flew. <laughs> um Back to the kingdom. Uh, That, yeah. Back to my impatience, Um, and just thinking of the church. What you were talking about is that just that reflection to become such a reflection of Eden. And uh, I was talking with uh, my pastor the other night. Came over for dinner, and um, we were talking about that. You know, the DNA of a church, and. a place where, you know, and you know, as well as I do, I mean, you grew up in church and and I try to grow up in church. I took a sabbatical except I wouldn't call it a sabbatical. (laughs) Yeah. I just, you know, left my brain on a shelf and then came back years later and Hey, there it is. (laughs) Blew the dust off and started over. Um, Is that a place where it's, you know, and then there's a lot of, Uh, programs and, you know, things to attract people from light shows to, you know, top flight, um, polished musicians and worship teams and, and great speakers and preachers with PhDs and, uh, you know, that read and speak Greek and Hebrew and, um, you know, and just really expound on the word of God, um, gotta say it like that um you know and just different programs different outreaches it's just you know busy 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 all the stuff happening and and you do get people in and they do hear the preaching of the word uh but yeah we were talking about the love of god because people that's a buzzword you know jesus loves you you know god loves you i can't stand you but god loves you <laughs> you know i want nothing yeah <laughs> I want have to say nothing to do with you, but Jesus loves you. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> and, uh, I don't, you know, I, what I'm seeing, I guess if I just throw my cards out there, what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling in this hour is this, this incredible pull away from the kingdom, from God, not within myself. I just sense that that it's become such an antiquated notion for so many people. And, um, And the only thing that can repair and mend that bridge is love, right? And that's it. And people will not believe God loves them if we don't love each other. Mm -hmm. They won't believe um, uh, we love God unless we love them, and 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 that's scriptural too. So I think there is such that is the meat, the heart, and the glue of the kingdom of God. And uh, we were talking about, you know, uh, repairing the DNA of our church. He's been there six months and, um, and establishing that because you get a broken person that comes into church, you know, it, it doesn't matter how they're broken. Just, you know, whether they're um, forgotten, lost, lonely, um, you know, recovering addict or an alcoholic or right. a broken home, broken marriage, right. uh, unemployed. A, a, you know, any, any number of malays that you can, mm-hmm. maladies that you can put on that and they will know where they are. I think the majority of people can take the temperature of a room. It's not, yeah. it's not some psychic thing that, you know, only a handful of sages and gurus can, you know, have, right. I mean, you know. Or if you have the watch. gift
0: of discernment.
1: Right. Yeah you walk into a room and spend 15, 20 minutes there and you can take the temperature. You know, I've gone into churches like that. We went to a church one time back in Illinois at Christmas Eve. Janet and I did wanted to go to a Christmas Eve service. Cause I love Christmas Eve services. I just do. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, the candlelights, the, the hymns. I just love it. You know, yeah. when go home and have some warmed up lasagna and open one present. I just love that. You know, To me, that's a little slice of Eden. Yeah. And uh, um, we went to this church. No one spoke to us. No one. Not a soul. They didn't say hello. They didn't say hi. It was very, very exclusive. Right. So not to rag on them, but how can we convince people of the kingdom of God when we're nowhere near it? You know, it's just, again, it's rhetorical question um, and um it's really been on my heart it's just i've been thinking about it all week is that kingdom because a kingdom has a king it has to have a king or you don't have a kingdom right so um and i really have been feeling lately this message of the great renewal that you know god showed you you showed me and it has become such a um an altar of remembrance and just an altar yeah. of faith and encouragement in my life and yours uh, and i can't unsee it can't unclick it right um, so that has been driving me to truly um kind of uh, sweep any old um uh what am, what's it, any old monuments mm-hmm. statues allegiances and flags from former kingdoms that I've set up in my own heart.
0: Yeah.
1: One kingdom. And, and I am, I am a citizen and ambassador of that kingdom. Yeah. And again, it's kind of this, you know, Christian bumper sticker stuff. So I'm going to kick the ball back to you and, and hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah. You know, I think what if something as simple as greeting the person at church that we don't know, it's a new face, just, Hey, I'm, it's nice to meet you. You introduce yourself, ask a couple, you know, questions about them. Like, it, we, I think we make the kingdom of God so mysterious and so, uh, I agree, out of reach that, yeah, we, we forget that we can take our everyday, ordinary lives and present it to God as a sacrifice and just do the things that he's called us to do. One of the ways that I've seen this developing in my life is, um, it hit me this morning. I was on the couch doing my devotions this morning and I started thinking about, uh, you and Preston and Joey and other men in my life. Uh, I get to have regular conversations about really deep things, talk about scripture and talk about destiny and purpose and, um. I don't know if everybody in the world has that, but I'm. I'm. It was just this overwhelming gratitude for friends that encourage me to follow Jesus and be more like Jesus, and I can share struggles that I'm going through, and it's. Uh, I, I get depth and substance, and um, that gratitude for me, I feel like is born out of. of Uh, An increasing understanding of uh, what God has done for me and the 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 depths that he brought me out of like they're Seriously uh, Embarrassing things that I have been part of in my life And yet here I am getting an opportunity with my best friend To tell people about the love of God and the hope that's offered in the gospel And the fact that uh, there are better things coming than we could ever wrap our minds around, and uh, it spills over in my uh, my work. Um, you know, I was an IT project manager, and I have a team of of about ten people that work for me. And uh, I get I'm I'm more aware now of the hard work that they put in and the dedication to their jobs and the uh, the excellence that they strive for, and it's like. We're, we're in our team meetings every day, and I just take 30 seconds, and I'm like, I just want to say thank you. You guys are absolutely crushing it, and i have just – I'm not getting weepy on the call or anything, but I think those are simple things that we can do. Just anybody can encourage. We just have to slow down, take a little time, and bring that word of encouragement. I heard um, – John Maxwell, one of my favorite quotes of all time is that encouragement is the oxygen of the soul. And I think that's a way that the kingdom of God can come through us. Like it has to be in us first. We can't give something that we don't have. That's good. But when we are saturating ourselves in scripture and in prayer and joining with other people like the warrior poets do through our devotions, and building one another up and encouraging, I'm starting to get my reserves filled back up. You know, life tries to drain those things, but I get my reserves filled up and I find myself being more consistently grateful and more consistently encouraging of others because that's inside me. And that is only the work of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's not something I tried for decades to drum that up through religious do its do's and don'ts lists. And It just never worked. You know, it was the overwhelming, ongoing inbreaking of the kingdom of God and the love of God and the promise of good news. Like, the best news is true. That just every single day continues to fill me up and then flow out of me. And, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way.
1: Yeah. You know what? It's a really good point, Paul. Big things come from little disciplines.
0: That's yeah. You know,
1: that's big things come from little disciplines and something is, you know, when you said that, that you said, tell your workers, that really strikes a chord because I've had a lot of jobs and I've worked for a lot of people. And I had a boss one time, his motto was brag on an idiot and watch him work. And uh, unfortunately I was the idiot he was referring to. <laughs> so, uh, you know that was, you know, it's kind of devastating. It's insulting. Of course, I I left, um, but you're right. As something as simple as that of just encouragement, and uh, I I have been thinking of the same thing. I just grow a little bit impatient sometimes because I want that revival. I you know, and uh, people talk a lot about it. You know, you get involved in any kind of a charismatic Pentecostal spirit filled, you know. Church, it, it's you know, revivals always on somebody's lips. Yeah. A great move of, of, of God, and I don't think that everyone completely understands the weight of that word and what it really means. Um, you know, the last thing I want is a visitation. I want an indwelling. Right. You know, uh, I don't want them to show up one weekend and in the form of a you know a traveling evangelist with a race of brown haircut and a shiny shoot and a big mouth, a uh, shiny suit. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, but I, you know what, you're right. You're absolutely right. It starts with those little things and it's just, even it's just greeting people, holding the door and, uh, and reaching out to them yeah, and make, making conversation. It reminds me of a time when I was, I was, uh, back in Illinois and I was working for, uh, uh a huge, uh, health, uh, organization and I was working in facilities and it was early and I was at the, you know, one of the other out, out buildings. And <clears throat> so people were coming in for appointments and stuff. And this guy was, somebody was dropping him off, old timer, you know, with a walker. So I, and it was a miserable morning. So I jumped out, held the door and, and I, you know, trying to, you know, morning, sir, how are you? because goes, I'm old and I'm ugly. <laughs> That's what he said, and before I even engaged my brain, he said, "Oh man!" I said, uh, "Well, you're not that ugly. You're a handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that ugly." <laughs> and, uh, I don't know what he thought, but I, for a walker, he moved pretty quick after that. And I thought I shouldn't even be here. <laughs> uh, so you're yeah it's just sometimes that's all it takes sometimes it's just a a kind word a helping hand but i know it goes further i mean i want revival i do and i know that you do too and and again not just a whisper a a great weekend a a religious buzz i don't want that um i want a prolonged outpouring that ushers in the kingdom of god the literal kingdom and that's going to take commitment from the people involved in that. And, you you know, there ha, there can be no um, uh, what's elite, uh, outside allegiances when you're serving in the kingdom. So, but you're right. It's the little disciplines lead to big things. So, and I, I can't shake the, uh, you know, we talked about the last week or the week. It was the week before, I think. No, it was last week. I can't remember uh, one continuous podcast. The, uh, that when, um, Jesus gave the parable about the man that went on a long journey and he gave him the bags of gold, silver talent, however you translate it. And when you share that, that he transmitted his existence, not his not as excellence, not his bank account, his existence. And that is, the more I think about it, that is the kingdom of God. The, the existence of the kingdom of God has been transmitted into you and I, to every believer that embraces that, the existence. And uh, so that's a, I, I mean, I can't even truly begin to fathom the depth, the height or the depth or the length of that statement. And the more I think about, you know, what we finally kind of stumbled upon the the guy's reaction when he returned from his long journey, because he was so upset. And, uh, you know, I told you, I struggled with that. I mean, is this, yeah. Jesus? but it, yeah, it's the fact that the guy declared him dead. Yeah, right. I, I buried you. I'm not responsible for anything more right. after this point. So yeah. it can be a little sobering.
0: It is. It is. Gosh, we could go in a whole. I know. <laughs> you know like that's the, that could be the springboard to another forty minutes. Um, but it's it does have me. Once I read that and and saw that's what Jesus was actually saying, it's got me thinking about how do I handle the existence of God in other people. You know, and it 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 informs my relationships with other people. You know, with. Um, I'm responsible for the life of God and how I handle the life of God and my wife. And, you know, the, 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 the part of God that has been transmitted into the people that, you know, I work with and who are on, you know, part of my team. And, um, yeah, am I treating them with cool indifference because maybe they're in a different, you know, social status than I am, or they're a different color, or they voted a different way on the ballot, you know, like that stuff doesn't matter. What matters is that I love people, right? And let Jesus deal with all that other stuff. My job is just to love, you know, right. I'm, I'm absolved of, of any responsibility for determining anybody's eternal fate. I just get to love them and love Jesus and trust that he's going to take care of the rest.
1: Yeah. And that makes it a whole lot easier, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. In, uh, Luke eleven twenty, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he says, if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Mm. He's telling us to the Pharisees and, and Pharisees, get, you know, we've talked about this. They get a bad rap. You mentioned any church again, um, uh, everybody you know they're like the you know uh the hobos and the bums and the drug dealers and the cartel you know they, they, i mean that's how we look at them but yet they were the uh, gold standard then right it was shocking for right. him to say those things just absolutely stunning because everybody looked up to these guys and um keener um said that um God's finger represents his power. And Jesus speaking to the Pharisees there is alluding to Exodus eight nineteen, mm. And like Pharaoh's magicians were forced to admit God was working through Moses. So the Pharisees should have recognized the same. And I'm sure that thought crossed their mind because that's yeah. what he was referring to as the finger of God. That Pharaoh's magician says, hey, this is the God of the Hebrews. Mm-hmm. And, and yet here it, again in the Pharisees, didn't recognize it. I'm sure that some of them did, you know, you know, I mean, there was, uh, what, uh, Nicodemus and, um, yeah. Joseph of Arimathea. They were, you know, so yeah. not, they don't all get a bad rap, just, you know, anyway, the kingdom. And so the kingdom is here. The kingdom has been here. The kingdom is that mustard seed that I think, you know, it could even go as far as saying when Jesus said it is finished that seed was put in the dirt, yep, yeah. and that kingdom is continually growing and even if you look back at, at history and you know over you know two thousand years, that tree has not been cut down it, it is been
0: bigger than it's ever been, exactly it's really like the the mountain in the book of Daniel that a rock was carved out without humans' hands and became a mountain that filled
1: the whole earth, oh. That's the kingdom of God. Yeah, you know what, that's good. Maybe that is uh the kingdom is growing to the point where it continues to grow and that's our that is our mandate is to continue to grow the kingdom to eventually it gets to a point like you said, where it looks exactly like that heaven and earth just join and it, it just in. in the in the blink in the twinkling of an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow.
0: This is good. We're doing it, man.
1: Amen. We are.
0: All right. Feels like a good place to wrap.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening uh, to us go on for 43 or 44 minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't take it lightly that uh, you spent some part of your – day uh, watching this I prayed we prayed before this that uh, everything we say would be encouraging and would would strengthen you so if you want to find out more and want to reach out to us um, the easiest way to do that is through comments here on the podcast uh, on the video uh, you can like subscribe to our page we' we'll always love to have more subscribers uh, you can email us at info with we'd be happy to connect with you more um, we're not scholars or theologians we're just Uh, two guys that have been changed and continue to be changed by the power of God and the love of God. And we love taking this anywhere and everywhere.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And
0: God is not mad at you.
1: That's right. He's not mad. I'm talking to somebody right now. God is not mad at you. So That's good. It's going to be okay.
0: It's going to be okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Later.